One, two, three. That was a little better. It was about like our offense last night. <laughs> Just so close, but not quite in. You know that's what she said, right? So close, but not, not quite, quite in. in. Well, just like what she said, that was our offense last night. <sighs> Hello, Matthew, and welcome to the Section 109 podcast. Uh, Matthew and Breezy's soccer therapy session that you guys get to sit in on if you choose to. And if you're listening to this, you are probably a terrible masochist. Uh, could you look at your phone, please, Matthew? Tell me what time it is. It's 1.03 p.m. It is 1.03 p.m. That's that makes what, it 15, 15 hours. <laughs> I said 16 because I still haven't reset my clock. It is 15 hours after, uh, right around when the game finished. We didn't actually look at our clocks. We were too busy um, being sad. So welcome in, and let's talk about it, Matthew. First off, is this going to be bad, this bad drink? Let's find out. It, this is. I think they. I think CBC. I think this is from the stuff that we got from them for the Michigan playoff game last year. Oh. It's not as bad as I thought. Yeah, this it's, is actually it's fine. fine. It's also been in the fridge the entire time. Like I put it in. I put the six back in the fridge around the end of playoffs last year, and I haven't. I, I put two six backs in the fridge, and I drank one six pack through now. Um, but Matthew, yeah. Cheers, cheers. I guess. Cheers to an objectively good season. We came up just up short. Came, we came up just short. Yeah. All right, let's do the technical part of the game. Uh, for those tuning in, obviously, um, the way we're thinking about it, just so you know, so obviously they're already coming, well, I can't talk today. Um, we're going to do an emotional review at some, we're going to do a emotional review today, and we're going to do a, a more um, pragmatic and technical review of the season at some point using numbers um, and talk about a lot of things. But for today... We're going to say goodbye to what was the the Nisa season. Do you not have sound? Only in one ear. Only in one ear. Let's shoot. Let's do it live on the fly. <laughs> if I move the cords around long enough, they eventually, it comes back sort of, but like that's not a long-term solution. Do you want me to switch yours out? Yeah. I'll just do it real quick. I'm not even going to edit this out, probably. How about uh, how about you just get everyone started with uh, the the facts of the matter? Well, well you, can, you can start talking about the facts of the matter, and I'll grab you a new... Um, I'll grab you a new one out of the drawer. Cool, I guess. Um, where to begin? Uh, okay, if you were under a rock, uh, then the final score last night was CFC nil, Flower City nil, with Flower City advancing 2-0 to zero on penalty kicks. Um, yeah, that's right. No goals, no penalty kicks converted. Um Believe it or not, that's not the first time that's ever happened in a game involving ZFC. We were actually just on the other side of it. Uh, way back in like 2013, 2014, something like that. Maybe two years in a row, actually. I forget. In 2013, we definitely did that. I know you can't hear me. My mic right now. In 2013, <laughs> we did that in Tulsa, in Tulsa. Yeah, so we did that in 2013 in Tulsa. Where Greg um, saved all three. Right. And, man, uh... Let's talk a little bit about penalty kicks, Matthew, and how we feel about penalties. They suck, and they're a crapshoot, and uh, it's a horrid, horrid, awful way to decide who advances uh, in a tournament or in a playoff or anything, and yet we still do it because is there something better, actually? 
It's a good question, but we're not here to litigate that, and I don't even want to think about it. What I do know is that penalty kicks are a crapshoot, and by the time we got there, um, I think you and I were both consigned to the fact that we were probably going to lose because a, a penalty shootout between good teams and bad teams against any two teams, rather, between any two teams, is an absolute coin flip. Yeah. And CFC has been on the good side of penalties for most of the, our existence, which is awesome. Um, We've lost a couple. We have recently, but we hadn't. We didn't for like five or six years straight. Yeah. I'm not saying that's this coming back to roost. What <laughs> I'm saying we're, is we're, we're paying down that debt. What I am saying is we are kind of used to that. Um, at winning that, I mean. Yeah. Uh, what's really interesting is I think the NISA value, or maybe it's just like the Weisgott value or whatever for a penalty kick is 0.76, which means it's a 0.24 uh or twenty four percent chance of missing of missing or just saved. not con- not converting right. Yep. It's the mail that never fails. I think that <laughs> puppies. Boy, can I make another joke about our offense? <laughs> but if you if if you think about it, the way like if you take two penalties back to back. Your chance of convert or your chance, chance of, of not missing. converting is twenty four percent each time, but to do to have the same outcome, to not miss or, or to not convert twice in two consecutive penalties, the odds go down. Like it's because it's like compounding or whatever bullshit. Like it becomes like a twelve percent chance of that happening. We did not convert a single penalty in four, which takes you all the way down to six. No. Three percent, three percent chance of, of of that happening. You take you you add that to a game where, and this is rough, like coaching staff kind of live xg during the match. But they told us afterwards it was like three point four to point four was our xg comparison for the game, which is you're in like five percent territory of not winning that outcome. It's astronomically low odds of 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 not winning. And it's the kind of thing where I just I think you just throw your hands up in the air and say, What can you do? It just wasn't it wasn't to be. It wasn't our night. Um so I wanna move away from penalties because look, we never should have got to penalties. Um Yeah. As you said, we generated uh a lot and we hit the crossbar four times. During the game, mm-hmm. including twice from headers from point blank range. Oh, yeah. And this is not for us to shit on like players or finishing or anything else. Just sometimes the ball doesn't. Juan said, said it after the game. The ball goes roughly half an inch to the to the right to the lower side of the bar, and it bounces in. Yeah, it bounces off the crossbar, bounces in. It is a game of inches, and the ball just wasn't going to go in. And, and I don't think I don't think for I think there, there's a there might be a tendency out there for people to be like, well, like there were nerves. It's you know they're just not not good enough in the playoffs. Whatever else it is, like like that's just extraordinary bad luck. Uh, and and like finishing is a skill, but it's also luck based, and that's like extraordinary bad luck. And let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Flower City's keeper Michael Mejia had a, had a wonderful game. 
Um, Wonderful's putting it lightly. He, he, he was he was un. I mean, like take the penalty shoot shootout even out of it entirely. Received too. Like he was unbelievable on the night. And when you have a keeper that has the game of his life, keeps the team in, keeps the team in it. You know, sometimes that happens too. Uh, and and that all of these things happened in the same game makes it honestly it makes it a lot easier for me. Yeah, so you and I, <laughs> you, uh, listeners, I'm going to apologize in advance because I don't think that, that it is... I think the way Matthew and I are dealing with this loss is going to be a lot different than most people are. Uh, I think that's because we have some twisted, perverted, trust-the-rod-cess version of of examining this team, which is the ball going in is the result of a lot of different things, but you can't always control the ball going in. I mean, you you need to control the ball going in. But over a season, in you know the 24 games we played, we were the best team in the league. It wasn't particularly close. Yeah, the offense was the best. The defense was also the by far the best. Like we had the Golden Boot winner and the Golden Glove winner. But that's because when you look at a, a league long season, you can have this long period of time to be the best team, and you're the best team overall, right? Yeah. On, on aggregate, in the playoffs, you need two types of luck. You need to not be, uh, you do not have bad luck, and you, you or you need to have some good luck. One of the two, and a lot of times you need a little bit of both. And unfortunately for CFCs this year and our history, in the playoffs we just never had that luck. Not only did we not have any luck last night, we actively had bad luck, and that's just not a that's not a, an ideal an ideal thing to have have happen to you in a knockout uh in a knockout game um but again like it just when when we were evaluating the end of the season and we were like yeah like this is a little bit up and down like you know they went through a, a bit of a rough patch like some of the creation was getting better like think they were starting to put together how to how to make chances and how to make big chances and if they had come out kind of flat and not created a whole lot you know and that was like a a, a a point eight, a point four type game. I, it had been, it had been a real bummer because uh, that that could have that could have gone a lot, lot better, right? They dog walked Flower City. They dog walked them. Uh, the The process played out uh, exactly as it was supposed to. That's one of the better performances I think of the season in terms of in terms of creating chances and limiting the opponent ability to create chances and soccer is a cruel game and sometimes you get footballed and last night we got football we got football hard so let's talk a little bit of the the technical things from who started so it was i think the only big question you and i had was was colin stripling going to start and he did not um, we had Sebastian for 60 minutes and then um, we had Colin for we had 60 Colin minutes. For, Colin for actually 60 minutes in the end um, because of the overtime. We also had a halftime sub with Taylor Gray coming in, which I would have not bet on that. I would have not have bet. I, I would have. I would have legitimately been. If you had told me that he was going to play 75 minutes uh, on the night, I would have. I would have been floored. Uh, I would have absolutely been shocked. Um, and he got 45 and then another set of 30 and. Honestly, he looked good. He never looked like he was um 
He never looked like he was he was gassed. I'm sure he was, but like he didn't look it, you know. And and that's a thing a testament to to Taylor's work ethic and uh, his desire to come back and and get fit again and and be able to help the team. I thought he was I thought he was massively, um, I thought he was massively good when he came in, and provided a little bit of spark. Um, just kind of doing Taylor stuff, and and same for Colin. I thought I thought Colin looked really really good when he was in. Uh, that, those final 60 minutes. And I, I think you saw like a CFC really get a, a real control on the game because Collins just ability to, to play the right back position to, to add some steel in, in midfield and allow players to go a little bit further forward. Um, I thought, I thought that's when we started really turning the screw and um, yeah, fair play to the fair, fair play to them both. I mean, look, I think Sebastian actually had a really good first half, but he did a lot of things defensively and just not um, not doing too much, right? Yeah, personnel's policy. So you, you don't want, you don't expect Sebastian to to make the like the line splitting pass to unlock the defense. That's not his game. Yep. But he did all the things you'd want to do, including hip checking the fuck out of somebody <laughs> on a break behind the ref so that nobody saw. And it was chef's kiss. Um and it was just like, because it, it took it from a five on three to a four on three. Because <laughs> he just, dude was going to fly past him. And he just absolutely hip checked him. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, I thought that another thing that we saw that you and I commented during the game is Rod made uh, a change at halftime and he made a change at the 60th minute, which is early. Yeah, I, I wonder, I, I have to wonder if those two were planned for like if the game is like this then we will do this maybe um i'm i'm not sure i'm not sure at all there was one more change uh one louis came in in the 120th minute for luis garcia sosa yeah yep uh right right before penalties um not 100 percent sure the reason why or, or anything like that but sometimes sometimes players are just gassed and you don't want them taking a penalty um, I, I would assume it was, yeah, just simply for taking a penalty. Um, and look, Jean did his job, including getting absolutely – he got I, – so I saw the replay in slow motion after the game on a phone, and it was – he got a knee to the back of the head and a cleat to the face in the same – In the same game. It, well, the same um, hit. Like the guy hits him with his knee and then hits him with the cleat at the same time. Like it was like bam, bam. Yeah, I think he also took a shot pretty early in the game as well. Uh, if memory serves, he had. I mean, he had a rough one, but he he commanded he commanded his box really well. Uh, anytime didn't have to make a save. Yeah, just came and scooped the ball out of the air or on the ground whenever. Yeah, he that's to. The, that's the wild thing about also like how how well we played overall. Flower City had no shots on target. None. Their first shot on, shot on target was. Uh, Luke Ferreira getting saved by John in the first round of penalties. Like that's just, that's where we were last night. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just, I, I mean like it sucks. It sucks how to go out like that. Uh, it just, it, it blows, but yeah. But as, as we were saying earlier, I think you and I are feeling bad I would be much more upset, not more crushed. I'd be more crushed to go out to the Michigan Stars, to be clear. Um, <laughs> I would be much more upset if we would have just played down to Flower City and 
gotten stymied by a good performance by the other team. And we just, you know, we looked lackluster and we looked like we couldn't put it together. We fucking put it together. Yeah, we did. We did everything. We did everything that we were supposed to do. Except the ball just didn't go in. So. We had a player hurdle the keeper, get around the keeper and have what could have been essentially a tap in and it just not bounced the right way. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to several other tap-ins that just, you know, didn't found, found a bar instead of found a bar instead of twine. Yeah. It it was, it was rough. I don't know where to go from here. (laughs) Well, I think that's a longer, more complicated thing because not where we go from here. I mean, where to go from here on this podcast. Yeah. Well, that's kind of also what I mean. Like, I feel, I feel like my therapy bill is going to be less uh, from this podcast compared to last year's post Michigan Stars loss. Um, and I guess I guess here's where I want to go. If uh, if you're if you're a player and you're listening to this, or a family member or, or whatever, uh, someone with with regular contact to, to players and things like that. We love each and every single one of you. Uh, you guys poured your hearts out for for this team, for this club, for this city. Uh, you acquitted yourselves incredibly well. Uh, a first ever regular season uh, championship is something to be proud of. Uh, you guys were the best team in the league. Still are. One uh, One knockout does not negate that. Um, I mean, massively just crushed it all year. And I think you can hold your heads high. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I stings obviously going out the way, <laughs> going out the way we did. Maybe it stings less for you. Maybe it stings more based on, uh, based on how well we played last night. Um, but that's, that's life and that's sports. And that's especially soccer. So, um, some of you will be back, and I, I, I hope that you you take this, you uh, you let it feed inside of you, and you come out back to us in in late January, early February, whenever preseason starts, and get ready to uh, get ready to crush a new challenge, a new season, and for those of you that. Uh, have played your last minutes for, for CFC. Uh, we love you. We don't love you any less uh, if you're departing. And uh, we'll root for you no matter what you do and no matter where you go. Uh, because once a blue, always a blue. Well said. Well said. So, Matthew, it's going to be a long off season. Not really. <laughs> When do you think for the fans out there wondering kind of what's next? When do you think when do you think we'll start hearing things about rosters, about who's coming back, about signings? Yeah, I don't know how well I don't really know exactly how um how our contracts are structured compared to say last year's where uh we really didn't hear anything last year until 
Um, we, we couldn't really hear anything until the end of November, just based on that's typically when option pickup deadlines are. Now, that being said, uh, sometimes players have, and, and this, this happened to us last year, uh, sometimes players have clause in their contract that uh, if, a, say, a championship team comes in for them, uh, in order to get them to, to commit to us that year, we included a clause in their contract that says, if a championship comes in with championship team comes in with a bona fide offer, then we could let you walk, even if we wanted to pick up your option or or whatever. Uh, I don't know what our contracts are like this year. I I have no idea. I do expect um, I expect we'll be on a, a similar timeline, which is like it may be Christmas time before we really start hearing anything. Um, I I hope that's not the case. I hope we get some get some stuff sooner than that, but. Um, uh, you know, it's a club in, in, in a bit of a, in, in a bit of a transformation. Uh, obviously there are tons of rumors out there and whatever about league changes and stuff like that. Um, so I would imagine that that's the first thing to come. And then we start getting to the rest of the rest of the stuff. Um, for this podcast, I would like to have us sit down, uh, a little less emotionally go through the season, go through um, kind of what we did last year, like really put the season together uh, in more of an analytical form. Um, uh, we're obviously going to want to have Rod back on uh, in a few weeks. Absolutely. Give him some time to to kind of close the book on 2023 and start really looking ahead to 2024. And, and yeah, we'll kind of, we'll kind of just go from there. That didn't really answer your question though. <laughs> no, it's no, that, that, that's close enough. Um, we'll start hearing. And well, the other thing is if you're watching, if you're following the players on social media, you'll start seeing some goodbyes. You'll see guys that don't yeah. have an option that know that they're leaving. Um, that will say, so you'll have guys that will be told in these exit meetings that happen over the next few days. Like we're not going to pick up your option. Um, even if the option deadline is later or whatever else. And then, you know, so you'll see some goodbyes uh, early, earlier rather than later. Or I mean, you may see some guys retire. You never know. Yeah. I really don't know what to expect. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting off season for sure. Um, and it's also going to be an exciting one. Uh, I just, I need another week. So this year's team built on a team last year that was really good and really good had a couple deficiencies oh had a cut we we were really <laughs> unbalanced yeah but we were really good um this team managed by the end to be have similar numbers uh, on the offensive side while having a much better um a much better a much 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 improved defense and year three of Rod Underwood's tenure, I am very, very, very excited to see what he and the coaching staff build and what this group of players can do, whoever's back from it, in the next round, the next round of games, rather, the next next season. Man, I just don't know. I don't know what to feel right now. I'm in a weird stage of grieving 
this loss where I just feel like it was some sort of twisted destiny that we weren't going to get this. If you just look how we, how we lost. Oh, it's like, it, it's definitely like there was some, there was some ordination happening. Like it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. We just didn't get it done. Well, we are at 25 minutes, Matthew. Fuck it. I think we call it an end. Um, <laughs> friends, you know, if we were, if we were truly psychotic and I am a little bit, but not enough, we would, uh, just end this podcast now and change shirts and then start recording the analytical <laughs> season review with all this extra time we have. <laughs> I do not have the, um, oh, I, can you imagine? I do not have the, um, the, the emotional bandwidth for that. Fuck. No. But, but I will listeners. Thank you for listening. Boys, families. If you're listening, if you're somehow listening to this, like, thank you for an unbelievable season. As Matthew said, one game does not define a season. Um, playoffs are, incredibly cruel and unfair as our penalties and we got to experience both so chins held high heads held high hopefully we'll go again with a lot of you next year again and uh you know we can't wait to root on the boys in blue starting again next year matthew i got nothing else i'm tapped all right listeners <laughs> thanks for listening peace